to go to bed. Bar. Order of Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Hi, this is Carl. I wrote this song. I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a... It is a great one. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Good to hear you. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. Carl and I did a show here at Mutiny Radio last night, and if you want to hear it, it's one of the Friends of Mutiny podcasts. So go to iTunes and subscribe to Friends of Mutiny. Different produced show every week, usually with a live audience. I cannot get a live audience if I, my life depended on it, so it was just Carl and I. <laughs> And uh, nothing to do with movies. So if you'd like to check that out, that was the April 14th, 2018 version. Carl, it's a very important date that, today. That feels, feels like just yesterday. I'm sorry, go ahead. It just feels it's like yesterday, point. doesn't it? Uh, today is, of course, Paul Brumbaugh's birthday. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, oh, that's Did cool. Did Facebook tell me that? No, Paul's in the studio and he's crying because you didn't wish him a happy birthday. I, I, but, but, but if Facebook told me, it happened. Did Facebook tell anyone? No, it actually, it's not official till tomorrow. Today is the day you file your taxes. That's how I remember it's my birthday. If I, if I didn't file my taxes, then I ain't getting anything. Oh, so it's the 16th. <laughs> it's the 16th. All right. Well, happy uh, uh, yeah. future happy, belated. Happy, happy. happy. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, fair enough. I've been hoodwinked. By the way, once we get your taxes done at midnight tonight or Monday, uh, we could start the year. The year begins. There's no Christmas. Mm-hmm. There's no taxes. Yeah. It's just sunshine yep. and weird snowstorms. And Why can't the financial year be January 1? Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah, I view life quarterly. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Um, we want you to watch it with us, and we will uh, and listen to our podcast at the same time, and that way uh, we can watch the movie together. Let us watch a full-length movie. Uh, Carl, what's the movie today? Today it is Down and Dirty Duck, but our audience will just put in the letter D space duck, and you will come to... D-Duck, which is, what's this guy's name? The uploader is M-O-J-O-M-C-1-2-3. M-O-J-O-M-C-1-2-3. D-Duck. I wonder how he got that. It's a good choice, Mike. Oh, is it? Yeah. I I knew of a a movie called Dirty Duck, an animated film from the 70s. I thought it was the Dirty Duck character from the National Lampoon magazine from the 1970s. But Dirty Duck is an abbreviation. The movie is actually the full length title is Down and Dirty Duck. Down and Dirty Duck. That's right. (laughs) Down to fuck. DTF. And it is Down and Dirty. Oh, is it? So we we said, oops. We so what kids. you're talking about is Dirty Duck from Bobby London. It yeah. was published in National Lampoon, but it was also in Playboy magazine. It's, that's, I, the thing that the yeah. internet told me is Bobby hated this film in so much he accused the filmmakers of plagiarism. It really pissed him off, this movie. To be fair, like the argument of having like a uh, child or like a cartoon or a like stuffed uh, teddy bear who's profane and cursing, it's not the most original idea. I mean, you could say you came up with Ted before uh, Ted did, but everyone's come up with that idea. You know what I mean? You take a duck. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. To say plagiarized means they saw mine and they said, we'll do that. But I do believe Flo and Eddie, the people in this film, thought it up on their own. So we should mention, too, Flo and Eddie were notorious for suing De La Soul for sampling one of their songs, and they won. So I don't know how much of their music I want to play today. Okay. Understood. <laughs> but we do it in reverence if Flo and Eddie are listening. It's all uh, uh, public domain? No, what's the word? Fair use. Anyway. Fair uh, so use. Fair use. That's right. So this movie is a whopping hour and ten minutes, so let us prepare mm-hmm. ourselves. Uh Paul I Brumbaugh. hope everyone went there. D-Duck. D-Duck. So that you should be ready to press play. You hit pause. Everything's buffered. And uh, on the count, uh, countdown from provided by birthday boy himself. Birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, himself. Mike, Mike, when, he, when we press play, let's sing that, okay? Uh, okay, we'll sing. We'll okay, sing okay, okay, thank you. <clears throat> All right, here we go. In three, two, one, play. Happy birthday, Happy birthday to Paul. Paul. Happy, Happy birthday to Bert. Hey, look, it's a smiling mouth. Is that a Frankie? A Frankie? Happy birthday, Paul. Oh, to who? Let's start over. Happy birthday to. <laughs> you know, I used to. I'm a perfectionist. And if I fuck up, I got to start from the beginning, which really pissed off people when we were singing 99 Bottles of Beer in the Wall. <laughs> Mirakami Wolf also uh, produced... What, what seconds are you at? 
I'm at 36, 37. Do you want me to start over? I'll start over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start over. All right. Start so let's, everyone go back to zero and hit pause. No, All but right, no. Here we go. Paul We're going to do take two, off. right? Yeah. Tough. Sorry, Carl. All right. Pause to count us Okay, off so again. if you guys Starting. don't know, it's going to be three, two, one, go. Okay. Just want to let you guys know. Perfect. You, you guys seen this or heard the show before. Let's I, try this again. I got you. Putting Tide Pods in my mouth. Let's, there you go. All right. You got the next one? Three. Wait, what is it again? Two. Three, two. One. Oh, I'm sorry. Go. Happy birthday to you. Look at the smiley face. That's like from Rocky Horror Picture Show is what I was trying to say. And then it's American Hot Dog, right, which is also phallic. Yes. And uh, and then it's looks listen. Uh, no need to look for phallic symbolism in this film. You're gonna see the phallic. So I should mention Charles Swenson. We'll talk about, but I just want to mention the producer whose name is going to pop up, uh, Murakami Wolf. He uh, also produced 200 uh, Motels, the unwatchable Frank Zappa cult film, which you, I just you watched. You considered to be unwatchable? <laughs> I watched it. I watched it from beginning to end. I nearly got a seizure, but. Right. Well, at our age, I mean, just for fear of stroke, I think you should stay away from. Yeah, right. Those movies. I was watching uh, Yellow Submarine with my 10-year-old, and she was like, my eyes hurt during that trippy scene where they're like, uh, it's all black and white, like static stuff. It's like seizure shit. So this movie began with a film saying, and and now we're watching hilarious uh, drunken car dealership. Uh, guy given a commercial and he just shot his dog. He's essentially saying thanks for tuning in to the late night show and like he killed a dog that was aggressive. Now you see a duck is a flasher. Yeah. Right? When was the last time you flashed somebody, Carl? Oh, no. Mike, it's been months. <laughs> it's it, uh, Summer is when I prosper. Yeah, summer is good. And the, you know, it's diff- like the season and I, you know, show the willy. Because during winter, it's like it's all swiveled up from the cold. Yeah. And you, if you expose it. What is that? By the way, it's a production company. It's not a man. Oh, okay. The Wolf? Wolf. It's a production company. Oh, all right. The producer of this thing is called Jerry Good. Oh, And he was the one who pitched the film to. Okay, so Flo and Eddie. I don't like, I like Flo and Eddie. It's Howard Kalin and Mark Volman. Right. Both very much characters. They're, they're great now to listen to. you see what it says, all that cheap stuff? Yeah. Okay, so Swanson said, Roger Corman, I would like to make this film. Corman said, eh, here's $110,000. And, and then Swanson was a jerk about it and was like, this cheap film. And they did a whole song about cheap little film. <laughs> So oh, Roger so that, Corman caught on. Yeah. The movie was called Cheap, exclamation point. Uh-huh. So that would have been Roger Corman's Cheap. He was no <laughs> fool. He was like, you have to change the name. Screw you. I'm not letting you insult me and what I do. Roger Corman's like, you got to name this movie is Hung Like a Horse. <laughs> and we'll have Roger Corman's Penis is Gigantic. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, welcome to Roger Corman's Penis is Gigantic. Ladies and gentlemen, so we're listening. the Corman Penis. <laughs> Do you recognize any of the voice talent names? I can't even read it, so murky. No, the voice talent really is Charles Swenson himself. He credited 
the Mark Kami Wolf production company, but really it's him. Now, there are animators here, and I have a whole list of them, but really uh, it was Corman. There is like an Emmy, um, an Academy Award winner here. Let me look it up. Uh, Jack Nicholson. Animated by one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve people are credited. But it's Charles Swenson created almost all the animation himself, although he publicly attributed Markami Wolf, whatever it is, with Academy Award winning animator Fred Wolf, oh, credited yeah. by his son's name, Bill Wolf, helped animate parts of the films personally. So wasn't too many people. What's happening now is our hero is waking up to which, his day, of course. Which is the worst. And we're going to find out that he's in love with this girl at the office, but it's really she's in lust. Okay? I got you. But I was going to say, <laughs> I hate movies that begin with the character waking up and showering and getting dressed. Whether it's John Leguizamo's yeah. The Pest. Yeah, I already, or uh, T-Rex, T- uh, Teddy Theodore Rex. I've already spent money, or I'm committed to this movie. I don't need to be introduced by this guy by watching him shower and brush his teeth and do, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. have him like at a start off with like a hostage negotiation or something. Or, <laughs> you know, what it's supposed to be is you start off with the hero in his regular world right. before the inciting incident happens and breaks him into an adventure. So it's like, what's this guy's day-to-day like? Yeah, I and get yeah, shower, shit, and shave. Shower, Just shit, and shave. Save it. Have some class. Yeah. Show us his life at work. Okay, so there he is. He's waking up, and he's gonna he's gonna have a, like a trippy thing with a flower, and that lets us know that he is in love and lust, especially in lust. I was okay. So he's smelling a flower, and he's uh, out a window, a grimy window. <laughs> That's city life for you, Carl. The windows. Oh, there's a secretary he's in love with. Yeah. Yeah. There is. Oh, he's kissed. Gave a little kiss to the pedal where he's a man. Oh, he's rubbing and his. Now he's doing he's a Bronski. He's motorboarding. Oh, and she's turned into a head in a plant pot. You know what? That gives me an idea, Carl. I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, this guy has the same idea. Okay, I'll wait here for you to come back. Meanwhile, I'm just making mental note. And later... Yeah. Huh? It's a flower? <laughs> oh no, it's her again. So this guy's an idiot. <laughs> Bra- motorboard. Motorboating. Motorboat. Didn't we do a... You had a guest who did a motorboat joke. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's amazing. I forget who that was. It was funny. That was good. You have to... Everyone have to listen to our uh, previous podcasts. Okay, so now we're... Oh, yeah, it was Levi Manns, and his his joke was, uh, and I asked him to say it because I thought it was so funny. Was, yeah, uh, yeah, because that's right. You saw him do it, and you're like, please. I'll, I'll do it. What is it? It was like, uh, it was a uh, motorboarding accident. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have to listen to that one. I know it's the day. I, I it's been so long, I just don't remember. So he's saying now, today's the day. See, we're gonna watch He's sitting poop. in the toilet. He really is shit showering and shaving. Yeah. You see why this is rated X? This was rated X? Is a Corman film rated X? Okay, well, here's the true truth. The distribution company, um, they they were like, they didn't, 
they didn't even submit it to the MPAA, the Motion Picture Association of America. Uh, New World Pictures is their name. Right, that was correct. Although the film was promoted as X-rated animated film, New World Pictures had not actually submitted it to the MPAA. Oh, so, yeah. The We're... release in... Okay, so... It premiered it, you know, this was quick. They were talking to them about it in June of 63, and July of 74, it's in the theater. So, so we had 63 to 74. Time. So, this did play in theaters, it was unrated. And, uh, well, it played in LA, it premiered, it had a premiere, and then it spent about two weeks in New York City. And that's it, the film was done. That's so strange because this is before uh, video cassettes and uh, pay view windows and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, so, how would they even make money or, or have it go? So, this was rarely seen. Well, yeah. See, the, distrib the distributor company, New World Productions, found it in its lap, right? Like, if yeah. they agreed, they thought it was going to be a big deal. And then they were like, this thing's a piece of shit and we don't care about it. So, Flo and Eddie which is really this guy, what's his name, Charles Swenson. We're like, you better release this. We have a deal or whatever. And they said, okay. And they put it for two weeks in New York, and they did a premiere in Los Angeles that everybody came to and had fun at. Uh, that's so weird. So that was it. So if we and went, that was it. And we went into it. obscurity and ended up on YouTube and... You probably read about it. You didn't know Roger Corman was behind this, No, right? I didn't. You know, the only thing I saw, like, I, I went through all the websites. I know there's a, uh, some kind of web show or television show that covered it, and that kind of got its notoriety. But uh, other than that, I knew very little of it. I, You know, I looked up his uh, st other stuff on YouTube, and I mentioned last week he made a mm -hmm. TV pilot that's worth watching. It's called Carlton, Your Doorman, and it's Carlton from Rhoda. Uh, as an animated character, and they tease it, but they actually show his face. He's like a young hippie kid, and he uh -huh. takes the bus to work, and he's a concierge, so doorman. And uh, it was kind of interesting. It's the same kind of style. This guy has like a. Uh, I have uh, I have guests here in the studio, and they're uh, mm -hmm. they're pretending this is like a, com a comedian's green room by talking next to the stage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you know there's like an invisible barrier when you you talk in the back of the room, no one hears you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, Carlton the it. Doorman. It's worth checking out. It's worth checking out. Yeah, his style reminds me of Doctor Katz. Is it a Charles bit. Swenson? Yeah, it's Swenson. He also did um, Feeble Goes West. You know that cartoon, Feifel, right? An American Tale. Don't you know how to? Uh, yeah, Feifel. Yeah, I know that one. I haven't seen the second Feifel. one. Feifel. Okay. This guy is fucking on the uh, bus. Yeah, and he's blocking the door. So what we saw there was, what? how is the smooth operator, the guy who's opposite me, how, how is he? Uh... Yeah. So the bus driver and the guy in the beginning, the car salesman, do you, you saw Boogie Nights, right? I have seen Boogie Nights, yeah. All right, so there was that guy who was called Colonel, the Colonel, Colonel James, the guy, yeah. the money man. The money man. Do you remember him? Yeah, of course. That's uh, Don uh, uh, Philip. Oh, it's yeah. uh, Robert Ridgely. He's the voice of the guy in the beginning, the bus driver. Many, many people. Let me see here. So this is another movie where it's a young white guy in his fantasy world. Where yeah. he, gosh, you know, he just can't get on the bus and he fantasizes 
I don't know what the fuck he's doing to this woman. He's a big ape. He's King Kong, and he's holding her by using his thumb up her... Yeah, yeah. what we're really seeing here is depiction of lust. She's riding his thumb. That's very pleasant. Why is it? Why are his eyes different color? It's kind of cool. Why are their cannons half the size of the Empire State Building? Oh, their fingers. That's why pointing at him. No, they're their noses. He's having a nervous breakdown. That, see, that's good. That's how they came back to Earth. Hey, right, nobody's either. screwing, and nobody at the bus stop wanted to get on the bus. No, not because that crazy guy. He had to be a crazy white guy. So this is before computers. They all had desks in a row. So they're working. Yeah. This Boy, like, they are cattle. You ever see the movie The Apartment where uh, yeah. he walks in and his office is just as yep. soul-crushing as that, just rows and rows of desks? Secretarial pool. See you, Jersey Smith. The drawing is so bad. Like things, it's all hand drawn. Well, normally I wouldn't mind that. I mean, you don't see that that often. Oh, uh, I guess you're right. I guess I'm just being critical. It just seems a little lazy. <laughs> like, look on the right hand side of the perspective of the room. Nothing's moving. You see, the wall is crooked wrong. Right? Yeah, it clearly right. is. Right. <laughs> so this is like Corman. It's cheap production values, whether it's live action or animation. Now look, you see the racism here, and it's it's stereotype racism. It's not like look. You see how what is the race of that person? Uh, he's black, African American, and he's and what is he doing? He took the white bank official or whoever he is, and he turned him into a basketball, yeah. and he's basketball, him right? And he's it's dribbling so him all around. Blatant. Now let me ask you this: the reason I knew he was black was because of lips. Is that what you knew? Oh, the, is that the main character, or was that a different person? Oh, he turned into a black man. <laughs> you ain't losing it to me. I'm just saying it's a stereotype. No, I, I hear they you. They drew but... him with big lips and mad hair, and he was the basketball guy. It was just such a stereotype. I'm but, mad. But that was our white hero who turned into a black basketball guy, playing guy. Yeah, but it not... Uh, His fantasy was that he turned... Now, this is our sexy girl. Oh, he, he was sneaking up to get coffee. And today's the day he's going to ask her out. Oh, she's going to rub him down because he spilled coffee on her. Yeah, he dabbed the face. You know, I spilled coffee on me and I turned to a young kid and I said, can you dab my face? And next thing you know, and I'm high as shit. Cause he, <laughs> oh, see, so he just poured hot coffee on the backside. Now she's mad, yeah. not nice. Yeah, usually you have to pay her to, to do that. See, now he gets to wipe it back <laughs> and pushing his head. Oh, I guess it's over then. She kicked him in the nuts. Hey, hey. how's about you and I out tonight? I, I mean, I know how to light you up. Uh, good times. Uh, make you That's shine. what the guy in the bus was saying. Uh, uh, how about it, toots? Uh, you and I, we could blow this... Berg, wide open. Uh, we could suck it inside out. Oh, my God. Penis. You're a real schmuck. He is a real schmuck. He's an actual penis. And if you don't quit kissing the hem of my dress, you know something? I'm going to knock your goddamn teeth out. Oh. 
Oh boy, if I was him, I'd report I her for a day. <laughs> I would report her for Maybe she had a not headache. accepting my advances. <laughs> look at those. Look at this drawing. It's, yeah, you're, <laughs> I mean, even Charles Schultz drew better. I mean, come on. Like fucking, this looks like. It looks like Kathy. Maybe they just took a panel from Kathy and just erased Kathy and put him on. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. That sounds right. It's funny that he's on the phone because this was drawn while while someone was on the phone. Oh, there's his boss again. Yeah, the boss. Like, yeah, you're late, that kind of thing. Know. Charles Swenson was the director and producer for Rugrats. And something else called Ah Real Monsters. I don't know what that is. Here, I'll give you a hint. Ah, Real Monsters. We'll be back after these messages. <laughs> we now, now return basically to... basically it's saying you've inappropriately touched somebody and shame on you. And now she's mad because it wasn't her. Watch what she does. Look, uh, why didn't you like me? Was that a woman all to begin with? Was it a Sabbath that was a, his boss was a woman? Because I have the sound off. This wow. is kind of nice animation, right? Well, yeah, I'm sorry, what was it? Well, I was just saying, did the, was it established that the boss was female? Yeah, the boss was fe- Yeah, it's established when you listen to sex, sex. Sex, I can't take it. Okay, now this guy is really racist. Oh. And once again, this is the colonel. Robert Ridgely. Okay. Colonel James. Oh. Well, we're watching another gentleman watching him. But I mean, he's so, like, I'm doing a stereotypical black person. And look at how he's in a suit. And he's got the hat, right? Well, he's silhouetted to the point where you can't really see him. Like, I mean. And he's going, hey, sucker. You call him silhouetted. Look how he's That's a stereotype. Yeah. I mean, he's. Black is white, and that guy's white. Well, you okay, could, anyway, you, you could say like he's a white guy in the city in 1974, and this is what his view is on everybody. Okay, sure. And that's coming from his head. It's coming it, from the white It's not racist. That's fucking <laughs> awful. I can't even look at it. I can't look at it at all because the black man is so dark. You can't even see him except for his teeth. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he's got those smiley, pearly white. God, it's bad. Can I turn up the sound and hear the racist fan? Is your brother? Well, I, I, I'm not. Well, really about, you know, whatever you got, you just give it to me, and I, how can you hide? I mean, like you never got. No, I, I really. He don't. wants oh, money baby, too. Looks like I'm doing pretty well. Uh, you're tight, uh, man. You're tense. You know? No, no, I'm not tense at all. You got to relax and lay back. Okay, that's enough. That's that's the captain. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's charming, and that's available on YouTube. The colonel, the colonel. The colonel. Well, didn't the colonel get arrested for uh, pederasty at the end? Mm-hmm. In the, in, I mean, his character in the His movie. character, of course. <laughs> yeah, we can't. The actor never got arrested. Way. What? Uh-oh, so what, the, the guy just, his head blew up. All right. Yeah, we're being surreal now, and, you know. <sighs> yeah. He's in heaven, and everyone is, all the angels are black, stereotypes. This drawing is, this animation is portion is interesting. It's still, 
It's, so it's well done, right? I mean, it's it's cheap, but it's well. He has a style. I mean, you gotta yeah respect that. Uh, yeah. And I also note that he has five fingers on his hand, which is an animation no no. Yeah, that's that's breaking animation rules, you amateurs. Amateurs, if you're that realistic. You have to do five fingers. So it's been twenty minutes. When is this fucking duck coming? I want a duck, man. Now we call him Slow and Eddie. Right. right, but but they have names, and do you know why we call them Slow and Eddie? Tell me. <laughs> um. Okay. The Kaylan and Volman. Okay, Kaylan and Volman. Uh, they were in Zappa's Mothers of the in- Mothers Mothers of Invention. Do you remember? Do you know about that band? Well, I saw the movie Two Hundred Mania uh, Hotels. Motel. And, which, okay. Were they in so, that movie? They were in that movie. Uh, they were all bandmates. They were they they were in the band, the Mothers of Invention. Right. Uh, but they were contractually unable to use their own names or any part of the name Turtles, okay, because of like lawsuit. Um, so the terms were... of their contract forbade them to use the name the Turtles, but also their own names. They were compelled to use the names they made up names, Flo and Eddie. Flo being shortened from Fluorescent Leech, which was his name in Mothers of Invention. Oh. And were not allowed legal use of their own names or that of the church. So multiple lawsuits from the band was settled in 1985. Anyway, that's why they're Flo and Eddie, and I think it's kind of slimy. But don't they play turtle songs when they go on tour? Yes, well, after 1985. Oh, there's our duck. There's our duck. And our duck in, is here now. He's in the land of photo collage. Move over, Winston Smith of the Dead Kennedys album fame. Here comes a new... Uh, is he in a museum? What it, where is he? He's in your side, your mind, man. Is he outside or interior? I think he's... Uh, he, he appeared from a bunch of uh, cut-up pictures of women's breasts. Okay, he's going into the jail. He's in jail. Oh, yeah. Was our main character... He went to heaven, I guess. I don't remember. Oh, look at this. Tattoo parlor. Painless tattoo parlor. Lounge. Oh, right, right. That's right. And this okay, is all so Ed, Ed our stuff. hero is an insurance adjuster, okay? Okay. So he is going down to a person who's filed a claim to see, uh, to, to see if it's really true. So there's the woman... And she's got a Ouija board in front of her. But she's alive. So the insurance guy's going to come and say, you took out a policy on yourself, but you're alive. So I'm going to have to deny your claim. He goes, Ouija board says I'm dying right now today. The and then she is, dies in front of him. Ouija is spelled W-E-G-E. I like the fact that the Donald Duck knockoff has a tattoo of Mickey Mouse on his arm. That, that I give him credit <laughs> for. There was Mickey Mouse clock at the beginning. Yeah, that's right. He shoots a gun at it. But if you listen to him, he doesn't go, you know, he talks. mean anything. Okay, okay, okay. I'm I'm, I'm busy. He talks very annoying, by the way. Don't you realize this is life? Well, here, this is the... This is Flo and Eddie talking. Oh. One of the ducks is Flo and Eddie? Yep. I'm dying right before your eyes. And you want me to... Now, the one with the crazy hair, I don't... That's he's got to be the Ouija board person, even though that's a woman. So he's saying you. So 
who's this dirty duck? Is that, oh, I see. You're down and dirty. I'm going to get down and dirty. I use that phrase once in a while. Hey, let's get no. down and dirty, duck. Right. That means sex. Oh, so he's the sex duck. Yeah. So when the insurance adjuster, uh, you know, comes and has his interaction here, he'll meet the duck. And the duck was supposed was called by the Ouija woman to meet him, to like get him laid and change his square life. That's our plot. And roll him. I don't think that guy should get laid at all, the way he went after that secretary. He needs to chill out. Oh, here he it is. It was inappropriate. I mean, you could just go home and jerk it and then, you know. Here he is now. The insurance adjusters arrived and already the duck is like Pulling his pants off and spreading his cheeks. He's poking his ass. Oh. Holy shit, he just jerked him. Oh, this this film is, you know, it's it's long before, there were no rules yet. This is why we made up rules, because of that shit like this. <laughs> <laughs> so 24 minutes into this film, the duck jerks off the uh, main character, Full Frontal. If you want to yeah. see that. I can't believe this is just on, like, YouTube. It's amazing. So we're watching uh, Ouija. I don't even want to explain it. Madam, I'm, I'm sorry. You must realize the company's position. Position my ass. Yeah, you're not dead. You're I'm alive. killing you. But the company does not believe in Ouija. Well, the company... Oh, so they, they think the old lady is dead, but she's not? No, they got an insurance claim. I want my money for my life insurance. So they sent him out as an adjuster to check it out. Right. And he goes, if you're alive, you can't have the money. Oh, and and I will have to death. recommend. Now she's dying, you see. Oh, uh, for real. She's like, the Ouija board told me I would die today. And he's naked. I don't know why. Well, that's awkward when you're, uh, you shouldn't be naked when someone's dying in a room. The uh, tagline of this film, you know, in the ads, says, the f this film has no socially redeeming value. Oh, well, you know, they're right. <laughs> yeah, isn't that a good... Uh... Yeah, I thought it would now, be, what the duck is reviews. this shit? Sorry. What's that? I thought the catch line would be, uh, what the duck is this shit? <laughs> Nobody expected the duck and this shit. Say it again, duck. <laughs> what duck the duck position. am I watching? Ew. Uh, I say ew because the duck pulled yeah. the will out of the woman's vagina. Right. While right. she was lying. It was kept in a safe place. And the duck knew the combination. <laughs> was it really a safe place? Ew, gross. Look at his little pee-pee. I know, he's naked looking at a dead woman. Fall off a chair. You should send that clip sad. to this America's Funniest Video. Howard Kalin and Mark Volman. They met. Jerry Good pitched the film to them, and they met with Charles Swenson June 7, 1973. Next thing you know, it's one year later, but July. One year later, 74, a year and a month. 
So this wasn't Charles' now, idea. They approached Charles and say, you got to crank this out. And he does. I don't, yeah, you know, I couldn't get on. See, the, the Turtles, the Flo and Eddie didn't say, hey, let's make a movie. Somebody went to Flo and Eddie and said, you guys could make a movie. And they said, hey, that could work. I just don't understand why, like, were they hanging around in that <laughs> crowd and their movie makers? They needed a project? I don't know. By the way, we're hearing somebody call us. The people. So he's showing up to work and he's talking to his female boss naked and she's looking at her junk. He's saying, she's dead, I tell you, she's dead. We have to pay the money. She said she would and she did. And it's... This, uh, this is like that scene in Double Indemnity when uh, uh, he shows up uh, naked and he says to Edgar G. Robinson, mm-hmm. it's a claim. the claim is good. Is, is that the black and white film? It's in no. black and white, yeah. It was, right? Yeah. Was that the one in which he um, tried to make the deal with the housewife? Right. Well, it was uh, the guy from My Three Sons playing against type. I can't remember oh, his name. Oh, yeah. I love that film. It was so dark. Yeah. It was, he was such a heel. <laughs> he's such a heel, too. And the, Look, the, there's San Francisco's building. Oh, that's the Transamerica building. Oh, Transamerica. So he's, oh, God. But isn't it called something else? No, it's, no. Tra- it's a Transamerica building. Transamerica building. Salesforce has just built an even bigger building. Called the Salesforce built tower. There's, there's going to be three of them. How much would it be to buy the Transamerica building? Oh, right now I would say like five hundred thousand dollars. Five hundred thousand dollars. Two hundred thousand hey, dollars. Let me see. But listen, you got to give me a hundred up front, okay? Half up front, and then, well, and then you get the your building. The Poconos, and then. How much do you think a house would be at the Poconos? About forty-five thousand dollars. Uh, yeah, in 1964. So where are they now? They're like in San Francisco land or something like that in the junkyard. Now there's Yoko and John. And they're both popping uh, popping their head out of a toilet. And there's going to be... So the duck is like making his life bad, you know. Um, uh, There's a film... In this scene, there's going to be something that pops up. Instead of Kodak, it says Koduck. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, no, I've heard that joke before. Did you see John and Yoko? Yeah, they popped out of the toilet. They're giant heads. Yeah, isn't that nice? And then the sign... We saw the Turtles' new film, you know. It was... I quite liked it, I did. You know, it was a funny thing. We was in it really right. John and I was also I saw the prize. Yoko was really tickled pink. I, I was gonna say during the seventies, they loved pop culture. They showed up on the set of Happy Days. They were on uh, Merv Griffin for a week. Right? Was it Merv Griffin? Yeah. Or and then, uh, so they they were into like what was happening back then. Yeah, and it was all about protesting the war, and he was all about New York City. And he uh, was on Dave. What was it, David? No, Dick Cavett. That's right. It was Cavett show. That's what I'm thinking of. He, they hosted the show for the week. Yeah. So here, our hero is like, "What have you done to me?" 
and the duck is trying to score pot. And of course, the stereotype is black people sell pot. Angry. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little right now, but Did you know that Roger Corman, even though he provided the money, he's executive yeah. producer, no credit. He's I noticed uncredited. that. Did he just not put his name on this movie? I couldn't find out on the internet after, you know, searching and searching site after site. Like, he was offended that the name was cheap, but he changed the name. Right. So why didn't he appear? I don't know. He changed the name a couple of times, right? Because it's Down and Dirty <laughs> Duck or Dirty Duck. Okay, so it was called Cheap, and they even wrote a song called Cheap at the beginning. Koduck. Koduck. Ha ha. And then the distribution company bought it, uh, New World Productions, and they changed the name. And they said, we're not going to even call it Down and Dirty Duck. We'll just call it Dirty Duck. Even though there's a comic strip of that name in 74. Well, I... I do not think that they knew that, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, we see... That's another thing why I don't think that the Down and Dirty Duck guy should flame so much. Flo and Eddie didn't even... It was named Cheap. That was the name. Yeah. It was called Cheap. We just watched a huge erection. But, uh... Actually, that's completely distracting me. I don't know what's going on now. (laughs) A huge erection. Yeah, Uh, Let me just speak to that for a second. Back in the 80s when I was a kid, I would see pornography and everyone would have a big schlong. So I went to my dad and I was like, Dad, the world's full of guys with big schlongs and I don't have a big schlong. And then my dad said, well, the world is not full of guys with big schlongs. He just says, a couple people have that and those are the ones who go to do a porno movie, you know, audition. And I was like, oh, that's it. I got a normal size thing. It's just that those guys got big ones. But in today's world of pornography on the internet, man, no way, no way. That's not the one-off. It's not like a dozen people just doing it. I got like the teeniest little winky. (laughs) Compared. Did you tell your father, uh, oh, shit, I better cancel that audition? No, as you know, he passed away in 2001. Oh, before the internet internet porn came along a lot later. (laughs) I mean, the way it is now. Uh, so Dawn I have is heard, crack I have of dawn. been told. Here's the crack of dawn right now. This is the crack of dawn, that's right. <laughs> oh, no, it's, uh, he's in some weird sexual uh, perversion. Oh, and the duck's, what? I don't know what's going on, Carl. Is it a threesome? No, he has his, Is it music playing? It's, his t-shirt is the duck, and the duck is talking. Is that a fence? Like you walk down. So where are they now? They're like walking around like a desert of boobies. But that's fenced off or is that water or? Is it symmetrical? The art is so bad I cannot tell what's happening. Hi, young big fella. Can we uh, do something to you? (laughs) This is a headless, topless woman. Yeah. It's they totally are sellouts. TV, Burger King, NFL, Sony, PlayStation, and countless other television advertisements and motion pictures. A staple for licensing and reproduction in the 21st century. So imagine me and you. <laughs> I do. Song, right? I imagine us getting paid from residuals every night. Well, Did you want to buy my song? How would you feel? So if you if you go see Flo and Eddie this year, 
and you see them perform, and you're like, I can't wait for them to play Happy Together. Right. No, yeah, I can't wait for them to play Palmolive, <laughs> Heffern and Strips. Uh. I, I, there, there was this Pepsi commercial with Kiss and uh, um, this famous child actress at the time, but the story mm-hmm. is they, they come out and they sing one of their flagship songs and they're drinking Pepsi. And I'm like, you know, this is the most blatant sellout because what sellout does is that when you hear the song, you think of like sun-kissed soda. You don't think of good vibrations, right. you know? And, right. And uh, just to have a, a fuck you to the fans is like, you know the song that made you guys fans and made you uh, kiss right, fans? Right, in the 60s. Yeah, here, I'm drinking a Pepsi in front of you while performing it. Fuck you. I mean, that's bad. <laughs> See, what I don't understand about this Mothers of Invention thing is the Turtles were popular in the late 60s, but it was the end of 1970 that they joined Frank Zappa's band. Turtles are like very... So, so like why, pop. It's a step down, right? Well, I mean, the Turtles are pop music, and he's uh, experimental in jazz music or yeah. what have you. So, like, you can see they have one identity of the Turtles and then their second well, identity. they were on five records. They were on all the tours. They were in the band. Um, It's something like some crazy fan. They call him a fan. I don't know. He like injured Frank Zappa in London, like in a concert, like stabbed him or something. And the band broke up. That was someone in the audience stabbed Frank Zappa? Yeah. Like a fan is, oh, here it is. a, A crazed fan. Um, uh, Bowman and you know Flo and Eddie sing the songs. Jim Ponds and Anthony Dunbar, who also do voices, also perform with Flo and Eddie on the songs. They're all members of the Mother's Invention, who was split up in the wake of Zappa's injury due to a crazed fan that attacked him on stage in London, 1971. The original Stan. So how can they have made five albums between 70 and 71? Well, did Zappa make five albums between that time? Well, it just says that Flo and Eddie were with him for worth of five albums. That seems about right. Maybe it was after Mothers of the... I don't know. I would have to say, like, records were released more frequently back then because that was the way people made music. They could have just banged him out, made five records. Yeah. Frank Zappa sometimes, like, a song is like... Here's my favorite scene from the movie 200 mani- uh, Motels. Uh, dated flashy video edit to a quick flashy video edit to a quick flashy video now edit. Now you to- saw that movie, right? There yeah. was an animated sequence. Was the duck in it? They claim he was. Oh, you know what? I don't think I made it that far. I ultimately returned it halfway through. Oh, he's now having, he's getting... He's having sex. Missionary well, he style. wants here. Turn off the volume. All right. I hate when guys talk to me. I don't sex. usually get off like this. I mean, maybe I shouldn't confess this kind of... I don't know, though. It's something that you should know. I mean, because it's... it's what he's really doing cool. is he's being um, so lame. You take a like instead of having sex with a girl, he's like glass. making uh, excuses and talking. Uh, the duck is going to straighten him out. Where did you where did you find it? tablets. I usually use I don't remember the setup of how he got here, but the duck made it happen. He might have hired her through that uh, the black guy. Oh, so she's a prostitute. 
Still got to pay, Actually, man. that is what it is. They went to a, like a brothel kind of thing. What is that? I don't know. It's like a weird, ugly glass. Corn? Avocado. Leave the banana whole. No, no, don't. But freeze it. Put it just in. Now put the banana in the bottom of the glass and mash the avocado around it. You, you got a pound of butter? Butter? Okay, now put What this is supposed to mean is he's doing anything but having sex with her. He's blowing it. Well, I mean, that's his problem. <laughs> you know, if he just had sex, we could end this movie. Is this supposed to be funny? No, I don't know what it is. It's like, it's like a food processor that's halfway in the kitchen table. And now it's exploding all around. Who, Carl, you watched this movie before I did. I'm yep. sorry. This, I, I don't understand what happens. Like, we just saw a ball roll into a white area. Right. And then these pokey things came up. Is that a boob? I mean, and look, it's it's drawn like cartoon, man. Right. I mean, it's like, no, but look at that thing and tell me, it could seriously be a crayon, could it not? You know, Bill, oh, look at this. This is pretty explicit. <laughs> oh, my God. That's explicit. It's titty fucking. We're just watching titty fucking by a uh, giant cock Her feet are on the balls. In real life, that would hurt. But it's pleasurable. Don't knock getting... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is. We actually watched a Bill Plimpton movie. Remember that? The Hitler film? If yeah. Hitler was an animator? That was... Who did that film? Bill Plimpton. His style... He's he's of this style, the home home drawn, kind of laconic style. But uh, I just think this art is lazy, right? Like right. he banged it out. Well, we're seeing like a part. It's not even a real woman. It's just like fetishized parts of her, whether it's her face, her vagina, or titty. It's it's object. Objectification. It is. Look at that now. That's a dolphin. What is that? Uh, what are those lips? That's a dolphin. That's all there what do you think that was? Ah, <laughs> uh, screw this. Screw. They're screwing. This is just a white screen with a screw in the middle that looks like a phallic symbol. It's all. They're all phallic symbols. The spaceship. There's a rocket with two balls. Two balls. <laughs> <laughs> is it an optical illusion? Maybe it's four balls. This is Austin Powers' uh, theme. Yeah. Right. The humor is like of Austin Powers. Woody! Woody Harrelson. There's a snake in my boot. That looks like a big... Yeah, there's a... What... I didn't really enjoy or not enjoy Toy Story, but that series, right? The one I liked is when he got to see his own television show. Uh-huh. And he was like... Oh, oh, there's a snake in my boots. I get it. Yeah, right. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> now he finally knows why he says that. Now this duck, I hate him. He goes, hey, you know, come on, come on. You know, come on. You should hear his audio. I'll tell you every now and again like when he's probably doing it. I can't, I can't tell them apart. Oh, no, the duck's up. Yeah, but we're living here. You call this living? 
Oh, okay. Hey, uh, so we're gonna get a bunch of Frank Zappa references anyway, now. Uh, okay. I was a turtle for a while, but things got real slow. See, he goes, I was a turtle right for a while. Here's Frank Zappa. To be a duck, so uh, I sort of flowed right Whoa, into it. Giant-headed oh, Frank Zappa. It's been a good life. He's just made a pun on yeah, Slow well, from Slow and Eddie. And this, there's a song by Frank Zappa, Eddie, you've got to be kidding. People want you to quack a lot for a starter. And then you gotta walk around with yellow feet all the time, you know, sort of webbing it, you know, webbing it. Mm -hmm. So this Willard character, our yeah, main yeah. character, asked him, how'd you become a duck? And he answered, I used to be a turtle, right. but what that wasn't too happening. So I got some advice from his mother, the mother, mother of Vincent, yeah. And it just sort of flowed, yeah, flowed from Flo and Eddie. From there. Um, and then finally, during the conversation, a huge caricature of Frank Zappa rises like the sun over the horizon. Whereupon Willard says, oh, Eddie, you've got to be kidding, referencing a Zappa song, Eddie, are you kidding? <laughs> Ooh. Oh, and now he's dressed like olive oil. <laughs> he is, look at that. Or maybe they're auditioning for a daily show. He really is. I didn't even notice that first watching. Oh, yeah. Oh, Popeye. See, aren't you proud you watched this a second time? Oh, oh so dress up as olive oil. get a ride. Yeah, it was for the hitchhike. It was but it's a French him. tickler. Look, the car's shaped like a French tickler. Uh, oh, and guess who it is? Uh, Hi, I'm your stereotype. And I'm not helping you. That's even worse. Than, all right. And now, oh God, I don't even know what this is. They didn't help out either. The two motorcyclists that showed up and danced around and drank and drove off. Something must have happened during this segment, like I was groggy or something. <laughs> I don't remember. I remember it, but I don't. Does it get worse? What's that? Does this movie get worse? Well, I mean... It's you, you consider it bad because you said work. This you is know, awful. you have to be bad to go to work. Oh yeah. Um, it's more of the same. I don't know. It's all right. Yeah. Okay. Well, here you are. The repeating the scene of them making a uh, drink together. But I don't. Know, that's in reference to what? Uh, it was okay. I don't know. When there was the prostitute, she he was like, you know, in order to have really wang bang sex. We should have this special elixir that my such and such used to, my girlfriend used to make or whatever. And I don't know. The whole point is that he is not getting down to the screw and he's, he's being yeah. his own worst enemy. Well, now they're being choked by some kind of. He was a desert. He needed. Oh, yeah. He goes, Do you have any water? And they go, No, we don't have water. So then he attacked. And then he, he crawls off. They're in the desert off the, the road. And look, someone's going to stop and help him out. Oh, that's good. BW Bug. With a titty on top and two naked women inside? That might help. What a way to wake up. Why would there be naked... Right. ...titty lady? <laughs> hey, where are we going, huh? There it is, that, huh? Is huh? That he does that all the time. I hate that duck. They're not necessarily naked. She's wearing a, a little no. harness thing. Yeah, it's like a G-string for the top. Yeah. What do you name? What do you name? Is it a T-string? Harness. 
The right, credits right. at the end yeah. are handwritten, and Charles Swinton did all these misspellings. Of people's names? Of, of no, like regular words. A lot of motorboarding in this movie. A lot of motorboarding. Oh, the um, uh, the joke. No, uh, the joke was uh, um, there was a a, a a a death at the strip club last night. It was a motorboating accident. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that was her friend who came by and, and guested on our show. That was good. So what are they doing? one of them's Flo and one of them's Eddie. I'm not sure which. Uh, the women? Howard Kalin is the lead singer. Yeah, he's he's Eddie. Howard is Eddie. So Flo, right? Right. Flo has this frizzy hair. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And it's distinctive, apparently. So listen to what this guy did. By the way, he's that annoying duck person. Okay. He, he went to he, the insurance company and he insured his hair for $100,000. He insured it against fire, theft, or loss due to illness. If I lose my hair, I want a hundred grand. Well, that's his image. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's it's his flow's hair, uh, Lisa Hart from Entertainment Tonight's legs. Yeah. Uh, John Dillinger's penis. John Dillinger's penis. Yeah. Uh, at least that's what the guy at the Smithsonian show, told me when he showed it to me. And uh, what else? I think there's someone else who actually has part of his body like famously uh, insured. Why would you insure your fucking hair? Because if he loses well, it... Well, I guess what he's saying is if I was to lose my hair, I wouldn't be a star anymore. That's what I think he's saying. So I better take measures to make sure that if I ever lose my hair, at least I'm going to get a financial payout. That's crazy. Look, he just hit a girl. Yeah, he just punched a woman. They're both naked and they're about to do it. And then, oh, now they're punching back. There were, there just was no political, this is, like I said before, this is like why we made up the rule. Because of shit like this. This is just unvarnished. Oh, here comes the cops. Big schlong cops with a Jewish star. In a dragster. A dragster. Or is that a pee-pee? Again. It's not a Jewish star, it's just poorly drawn. I think their phone's on vibrate. <laughs> He's a John okay, this guy the sounds like John Wayne. Hey Lake Pill. They make big green duck turds that flop down into the ponds and rivers. They clog up policemen's guns when they're Is there a journey? I mean, he has to get laid, is the point. The duck is going to get him laid. Um, the, yes, it's very loose, that goal. But it's basically, he needs to be broken out of his humdrum at-home life, and getting laid is the key to that. So, so that's the journey. It's hang out with me for a little while, because I'm going to set you free. And, the, and it's like, we're going to get you laid. But it's really that, you know, just be with Oh, there's that drifter guy who, yeah, yeah he's going, he's identifying him. That's them right there, officers. 
well, at least there's some kind of conflict going on. I mean, there's usually these films, there's like, you know, the Wicked Witch following them, follows Dorothy. So while Dorothy walks around, there's a, any moment the Wicked Witch will come. But this film has nothing like that. It's just them walk, walking around. This, this does attempt to have a plot. There's no plot. He just said the duck has to get him laid. Well, yeah, but like... Oh, the cop just put the Like the fact that we just saw the drifter again. And even though the drifter was the one who was unfair to him, he goes, that's them. They didn't have any water. And you look, you know, like it's trying to have plot points. And right. <laughs> I don't want to defend this movie. They were trying. Well, shouldn't they just take the woman's car since the policeman put the woman in his pants with the drifter? Yeah, of course. Or would that not make sense? What is he? You see, it's a tank? Yeah. Is that King John Il? Oh, let's listen to who this guy's. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I remember this scene. You oh, hear the no. stinking badges. We need a permit? Are you kidding? <laughs> oh, you're not oh. a girl. I'm not kidding. You got no permit. Well, no, but we ain't doing anything. We? Well, you said we. Oh, it's going to take forever to get to the stinking badges, right? Or did he say it already? I don't know if he said it. Probably hey, man. He did. Hey, hey, I'm annoying, guys, right? I'm annoying, huh? huh? Let's hear him. Always dog, see? And I just can't resist ducking a good bush. Well, a board in the hand is worth two in the bush. What is that? Oh, man. Hey, that was a horrible time. You got a permit. Oh, what do I need a permit for? This is public land. Don't you know that? Don't oh, you know the words? This maybe. is public land and you ruin it. You can't be out here without a permit. Now, come on, both of you. You are coming with me. Hey, 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 okay. Okay, all friggin' K, fucking ARZ. Oh, fucking K, America, break it up. Hey. Break it up, fuck it up. Hey, they ain't got no permit. <laughs> Don't you know that? Shut your huh. fucking goddamn greaser mouth before I take these spurs and jam them up your boomer. I, I, can't, I can't do it anymore. I don't, I don't even want to endorse this movie. This is why we made rules. This is the idea of the show is that uh, there's no way you could have watched this movie by yourself. So, yeah. yeah. At, least, At least. Now you, you can say to people, you've seen it. Yeah, you've seen it. You had to listen to a podcast over it, but you saw it. Listen here, Pilgrim. You know, I maybe you're dog. with me. I don't know. I've never seen a John Wayne fil film and said... That's great. That was really good. Do you know what I mean? Like, every time I see him on screen, he's doing something standard. Yeah, so, yeah he, he's always, like, hunched, and he's looking at a certain direction when he talks or walks. Yeah. Well, what's his big films? The Searchers? Never saw it. Well, Rio Bravo? Rio, Rio Grande? Grande? Rio you Bravo. know what they say? Uh, you have to make your girlfriend watch those movies to see if they really if they're worth it. But I've never seen mm -hmm. either of them, and I've had the opportunity to watch them all the time. And I just say, eh, nah. What's the one with all with the Comanches and 
I don't know. I've heart, look, you go to see one, and right. it's so forgettable. I don't remember. Well, <laughs> I don't yeah. understand why he was such a big star. He, he wasn't was he charismatic to me on film. Uh, His whole shtick was, I am such a silly person. He made a movie called McClintock, right? McClintock! Where he's like a 1970s drug-smashing cop. McClintock! Really? And had an exclamation point in it. He never really made like a family movie. You know what I mean? Like all superstars right. always have like a kid's film. I don't, well, no, I guess uh, he did one where they're like safari hunters. Matari or something like that with Ernie Kovacs. Ernie Kovacs, the comedian? Yeah, he's in this movie. He's really funny in it. He's, he was in a few movies, not that many though. So All right, know. well, maybe I'll watch a John Wayne film if he's in it. Hey, what was it called? Oh, uh, God, I hope I, I know what I'm talking about now. M-A-T-A-R-I. Oh, God, I hope <laughs> I know. Uh, I have, you know, I do that voice recognition thing, and I was in the car. Of course, it's a joke. You can't really do that. And I was taking a text, and I was saying whatever it was, and I, you know, don't forget to put out the trash and take in the cat. Whatever it was. And then yeah. it says, why are you slowing down like that, you bitch? <laughs> you know, I just can't, I stumbled upon it. Obviously, I was in the car doing some dictation and somebody slowed down in front of me. And I was like, are you slowing down like that? And it, I don't know. You had to be there. Hatari. I got the movie wrong, Carl. It's H-A-T-A-R-I. Atari from 1962. It's two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Two point five hours. John. But he only Ernie Kovacs only shows up really in the beginning. Maybe I can. Okay, maybe I'll I'll Google it and maybe I can get a clip. A group Ernie. of men trap wild animals in Africa and sell them to zoos before the arrival of a female wildlife photographer threatens to change their ways. And the tagline is fun, <laughs> adventure, romance, thrills for people of all ages. A wonderful new world of entertainment. And it has a... Oh, God, I have to check, but... Let me just check. Ernie Kovacs is pretty much in it. We're almost done with this movie. We have about... Another ten minutes. So I think he's having sex or something. Let's hear what's going on. The screen's dark. Cheap! Uh, oh, no. Never mind. Um, the duck is going to eat that cat believe it or not. Oh, man. Fucking pussy. Ducking pussy, they call that. (laughs) (laughs) Because the film was X-rated, even though it wasn't, because the film was X-rated, the New York Times refused to run the film's ad. Oh, so even the limited Even though, right? Check this irony out, though. Even though the ad had a positive review from the New York Times, Oh, wow, but they went in there. That's weird because you, don't forget this is before our little phones that, you know, the only way you can know of a movie and know the location is you had to buy a fucking newspaper. And the That's newspapers right. play politics on that because, you know, you paid to have your ad in the right location and stuff like that. And if you didn't, they wouldn't air, they wouldn't list it. If you didn't pay for it, they wouldn't list it. Yeah. Your revenue would go way down because maybe people would see the film just because people go to the movies, but... 
you know, people go, oh, that sounds good. I'm going to go see that. I remember looking in the paper and deciding what film to see. That was your commercial, that little, yeah. whatever little picture they showed you, the poster. Hey, uh, Carl, keep going, okay? Uh, okay. So, the down and dirty duck has got him back to his own apartment now. Okay, they finally have sort of horseshoed all the way back to what's his home. And, uh, I don't know, this is somebody's cat and the duck is going to eat it. I really don't understand what's going on. There's a sort of statue in the middle. Is it a person for real? Okay. Let's see. His pee-pee's showing again. It's not large. But he's jerking it off. Yeah. I was jerking it off. That's I'm, why I had to step is away. Is he? Holy cow, I think you're right. Well, he's That's doing the awful. jerking motion. Uh Okay, now there's a Barbie with no genitals. I don't know why and they're no showing that. That's like the step for wife before they make her, you know, finish her. Oh, yeah, of course, sure. You know what's nice about it? They let the they let the guys in there to, in the factory to see that before they they to give final approval. Yeah. I thought that was a nice Mike, sense. I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but it's happened to me. I've seen a mannequin. I've gone, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Look at you, honey. <laughs> that has happened to me. Were you like Mannequin 3, Carl fucks a mannequin? <laughs> oh, he's, he just ate a mannequin. And he's going to eat the cat. <laughs> oh, boy. It's just nonstop, like, uh, erotic imagery. Of saying yeah, politely, yeah. With this is slow and Eddie's. I mean, well, what's his name wrote it, but so let's see. Howard, uh, who is Eddie? He is Willard, our hero. He's the Negro lady. He's the side hack writer. So Howard is not the duck, right? Flo is the duck, and he's a side hack writer. Whatever that means. I don't know. Uh, James, right, the captain, no, the Colonel James, he is the car salesman, man at bus stop, Negro gentleman, big fag, police officer, <laughs> tank, in like, is there another I don't dog? know what tank is. Oh, that tank that talks? That tank that talks, yeah. Then there's this woman named Cynthia Adler, and she does, Everyone else, I don't know. All the female voices. If you, if you look on her, look on the, her ID, IMDB, she's, she's worked, and it's often animation, but I don't know anything remarkable about her. Oh, my God. We're watching a three-card Monty game. Every time you pull up a top, it's either a vagina dentata or a nipple booby. Or, or, or an alligator. Oh, see, they're saying sex sells. But what the fuck has this movie been the whole time? Is it a critique that sex sells, or is it a way to get you in the theater because sex sells? It just said it had sells. Did you see that? Yeah. But are they criticizing themselves? I mean, that's the only reason why they're trying to make Oh, God. Avoid all that shit. You'll call now and come on down. 
Yeah, a lot of phallic imagery. But enough about my diary. <laughs> oh, the cars are barking. These cars bite. In a world. Car bite. Oh, the dog ate him. All right. Let us pray. This movie's over. So it ends with them watching TV. Well, that's the 70s for you. Oh, and a 2001 reference. Was it 2001? Because that's what I thought, too. Yeah, the monolith But it, it looks like it was a... Wasn't it a cross? Okay, by the way, now we find out that the duck is not male. Right. So what will do? Oh, yeah, he has long hair. He's got flow hair. So is, so, he, is he raping guess her? who he had to... He had to make a friend... And then have sex, become her lover. So stupid. So she had to pretend to be male, and then she's okay with him ripping her clothes off and having sex. I guess I'm not sure. It's so dumb. You're really a good duck. Wow, the sex was so great. She's lying upside down on the couch, and he's on the other end with ass up. They're recovering. Were they having sex in zero gravity? How did they land that way? <laughs> the the, the theatrical cover, you know, like the ad, yeah. has the duck with two girls, even though the duck's not the main character. And the art style for the duck looks clean and it looks detailed. Do you know what I mean? Right. Look at him in the thing. <laughs> it, I don't know. I just felt a little misled by the cover. Well, because you figure it was a dude, a duck dude. Wait, how does yeah, it, the, how but did, the whole production was of a higher production value than crayon. Isn't this a, one of those things where animated movies just assume all animals are male, even though they're not, like Barnyard, where all the cows are male? I mean, ducks and mallards, just break it down. Does a duck mean male or female, or does it mean female? A duck is... Male or female. Oh, mallard. Oh, I don't know the answer. Drake. I mean, right? isn't there like gender... Anyway, well, whatever. Usually, like, when an animal is supposed to be female, they're played by a guy. They play it as a guy. I'm trying to think of a female, an animal that's always a female. Like a ladybug. Well, what, what about a cow? Are cows male or female? I guess I think of a cow as female because it gives milk. It's fessy. In the animated Steve Odenkirk movie, Barnyard, what gender are they, the cows? Barnyard, it was a... It was both, right? In yeah, but they were like, the... but mostly male. I That's mean, a long time ago, right? Yeah, I know. It's pre-9-11. Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, no, I think it was post-9-11. The animation was too good for... What What year was it? In the year 2000 was, was the year CGI really started to happen with like right. Terminator 2 and stuff. Yeah. Barnyard but it has to have been recent. Oh, what was an animated er. film? Oh, so the duck is leaving. Those thighs. Yeah, oh, no, he's following her. So they're in love together? Uh, they're at the work. I don't know why. He's wearing the Donald Duck hat. I'm surprised Disney didn't see the shit out of them. It's so clearly Donald Duck. Yeah, it's clearly And Donald. Mickey Mouse's reference twice. We, you know, Howard the Duck, Disney had to put pants on him because they were getting sued by Walt Disney because it was closely resembled Donald Duck, they said, because he didn't have pants. 
so Howard the Duck wore pants and therefore... Yeah. But I mean, the style of art of Howard the Duck clearly was Donald Duck. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if the bill is drawn exactly the same way, that's not what a bill looks like on a duck. It's what a bill looks like on Donald Duck. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so now... He uh, he's got laid and he's back in the office and he's dancing and he's passing by that woman he harassed and what's gonna happen? He just jumps on her desk and walks away. That same old crappily draw. It wasn't even a redrawing. It's yeah, it's the, the same, same desk. But the duck tap dancing on the uh, t- desk reminds me of a joke, Carl. Yeah, go go. All right, it. so a man walks into a bar carrying a little stage, wooden stage, and a duck. And the bartender says, what gives? And the guy puts the stage on the bar and he says, listen, my friends, I have here probably the best form of entertainment you see. Entertainment that's worthy of a beer, at least. I have here a tap dancing duck. And the guy said, well, you, yeah, I don't know what this is to say. If I can get a, put the duck on stage and have him tap dance, that's worthy of beer. And now he's fucking his, his uh, boss. The boss at work, the... And he's opening the door to let everyone see. And she's Is that blowing, Lincoln? I think he's blowing a she's blowing a hobo outside. The woman he liked. Well, that was the um, the his, the girl he liked at first. So uh, he puts the he goes okay. The bartender says it's worth a beer. So the guy puts the duck on the stage and the duck starts to tap dance. And the guy says, "Wow, that's fantastic! Here's a beer. How'd you do it?" And the guy took the duck off the uh, stage. Opened the stage. There was a candle in there. He blew off the candle, and the duck went whoosh, whoosh, on his feet. <laughs> Small. Right, that's it. Hot foot. Hot foot. Hot foot. That's it. God. This, um, we're looking at the credits right now. Duck walks into a pharmacy. Yeah. Uh, he gets a thing of lipstick and goes to the counter. And the guy, the guy behind the counter, says, "How are you going to pay, sir? Your cash, credit." The duck goes, nah, put the lipstick on my bill. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's funnier than these closing credit jokes we're watching, which is like not even like fucking Hustler would publish these cartoons. Now, they're supposed to be misspellings. Of uh, names? Well, you know, a lot of characters. No, of, of like, uh, like Dyke is D-I-K-E, like of recorded uh, all these, I'm, no, I don't see misspelling. Feels very rich. Well, no, that's uh, that's a way. God, this movie's terrible. Suki, thanks, tanks. He says, instead of thanks. There's your, there's your misspelling. That was Illuminati. <laughs> I saw that, and now it ends with the word end. It began with the word end, and yeah, hopefully that's it. End. Is that it? Are we done? <gasps> ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Ba-dum. <laughs> man oh man oh Shevitz. Jesus Christ man. oh man oh well I mean it was had its moments it was interesting yeah there was an interesting story behind it I it, like that it didn't do anything that it tied we do like watching when uh, musicians and rock stars make their own movies so that definitely fell into it like give my regards to Broadway uh, to Broad Street Right. Yeah, right, exactly. Or uh those are so Which this the is, best thing about that movie was the computer game music. 
Uh, yeah, well, uh, I could play that right now. Just give me five minutes to find it <laughs> from the it video was, game. Uh, what was the song? It was, it was uh, I could no wait more another day. Band on the Run. The uh, give oh, my regards to Broad run? Street. Oh, yeah, give my regards to Broad Street was a 1984 Paul McCartney of the of Wings at the time uh, <laughs> right. movie, and being 1984, it was also a British Commodore 64 game, which had a in its glory of 64 bits. Band on the Run played through a MIDI file, and it's just fucking great. And of course, the footage yeah. is all on YouTube, and that's why we do it. <laughs> so speaking on YouTube, uh, I have a movie for next week. Okay. wanted to uh, bring it up. Now, I don't have a trailer to the original version, so we're going to hear the trailer to the 1982 movie, but the original that we'll watch next week is a 3D movie from 1953. It is the screen debut of our buddy, Mike Hammer, yeah, Mickey, Spillane, uh, Mickey Spillane's Eye the Juror. So uh, it's the movie is from 1953. It's I the Jury. I the Jury. Excuse me, not the Juror. That sounds more sense. That makes more sense. That sounds more sense. I don't know. What I'm saying. of the Jury. E-Y-E no, of it, the no, jury. it's it's I comma the Jury. Oh, I like the I the jury. Judge, jury at execution. Find the defendant guilty or whatever. Yeah, but you're a one man fan. So here we go. Here's the version from 1982, but we're not going to see this version. Wait. But here's the trailer. It's not, we're seeing one nine five three version. One nine five. No, it's, we're we're seeing the one nine five three version, they the three D version. The hammer. <laughs> He's a private eye. With a style all his own. He's a you know, New York City cop. Uh, cab just drove, uh, dragged a guy down the street. Okay. Thank you. Now you're presentable. God love you. He's sexy. Why don't you make yourself comfortable? <laughs> Play me strip? Why not? And as a lover, who could say no? You've had your supper. You're not staying for breakfast. Now get out. But when he's told his best friend's been murdered... You don't have to go in. I made the identification. It's all right, that's all right. Watch it. Watch I, it. the jury. All right, hang on! Hey, did you hear about your best friend? Some no. Some guys just can't stand he's and got stay murdered. in one piece. Yeah, Paul Servino's in this version. You ought to join the mercenaries. Go to Africa. I appreciate this. Hammer's Law. Oh, oh. Thank you. Go. Go! I'm going, I'm going! Let's get these ropes. Hammer's Justice. Yeah! The that was Hammer's a Way. Shot. Mickey Spillane's best-selling classic thriller, the world's hottest detective, in I, the Jury. He's easy to love. I've come to make amends. Thank you. Goodbye, Charlie. Screw you, Hammer. And dangerous to cross. I. The Jury. All right, that's I, The Jury from 1982, but we're not going to watch that next week. We're going to watch the original 1953 version. Oh, I'm sorry. I had... oh. I, The Jury, 1953. 1953, it's a 3D movie. Uh, and uh, do you remember Mike Hammer from the 80s, Stacy Keach? No, no, I guess not. I don't know. Do you know Mike Hammer from the 50s, the novels? No. Do you know Mike Hammer from uh, 
the I movie don't version, know the TV Mike version, Hammer from the Mike Nail. version. All right, you don't know Mike Hammer from Mike Nail, huh? Well, <laughs> then you got a treat. This guy's badass. Uh, and, I the jury. And it's a 3D 1953 movie. version. Yeah, the 3D version, man. Biff Elliott as Biff Hammer. Elliott as Hammer. Because they, they couldn't call him Biff Elliott because that name was taken. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, this has been uh, Let's Watch a Full-Length <laughs> Movie at, uh, on, on YouTube. YouTube. When we watched a full-length, all 170 oh, minutes of this fucking piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> down in Dirty Duck. And, uh, well... We did it. That was a long haul, Carl. Roger Thanks so Corman's much. cheap. And also, uh, if you want to hear more of Carl and I, uh, we just did an episode of Friends of Mutiny. Uh, that's the April 14th edition. Go ahead. Just go to mutinyradio.fm and dig around podcasts. You can find it there. It's it's uh, archived, and plenty of other shows are archived, including our own. Uh, you might as well yeah. hit the donate button uh, while you're at mutinyradio.fm to throw in five bucks. And check us out at Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on youtube.blogspot.com for the most up-to-date information about our shows. Uh, Carl, where can people find you? People can find me in Asbury Park on the 29th no, the 28th of April, Saturday. And um, that's, I think it's called Palette. It's an art gallery. And then on the 29th, I'll be at this youth hostel. It's uh, an upper west side. I don't know. If you're from out of the country, I might see you there. <laughs> if you're a hostile youth, you might be seeing Carl <laughs> in the Lower East Side. Don't uh, growl at me, boy. Great. All right. Well, Carl, thanks a lot. Where can people see you? Well, I will be back uh, doing Friends of Mutiny Radio, hopefully with uh, Colin Mahan as the great difficulties. Uh, mm-hmm. Other than that, I have a monthly show on uh, Sunday, last Sunday of the month. I'm at Kavika's Ocean Beach Deli. I run a show inside a deli where Playland yeah. on the Beach used to be. It's like a, right across the street from the ocean here in San Francisco. So uh, check it out. Just type in Kavika's, K-A-W-I-K-A, apostrophe S. As it's just like it sounds. Uh, all right, Carl, uh, that's my little Hawaiian uh, weird joke. Uh, thank you, Mike, for one more great show. Yeah, likewise, Carl, and thank you, audience. We love that you follow us on our uh, feed, whether it's through iTunes at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, or it's also available on Mutiny Radio and other fine uh, podcast listening ideas and inspirations. I don't even know. All right, thanks, Carl. All right, thanks. Yep, bye. Bye. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been Oh, you should 
jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French duh, not the <laughs> Now let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2pm. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2pm. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can 
listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> you down to Bender's Barn Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer. Burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, every Saturday night we've got live rock and roll from some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m. Rock and roll only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge. Always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m. Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot of bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Yeah, it goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you.
Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com Want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look, but that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8, on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block for Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar, come take a seat at Asiento. The Roxy 
Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought-provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things.
You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. Stay tuned for it's getting sketchy. I'm David Stolowitz, and this is September Trap.
You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. My name is David Stolowitz. Welcome to Getting Sketchy, which is a weekly Sunday afternoon workshop for all styles of comedy. And uh, that's chill hop lo-fi jazz you're hearing in the background. It's what happens when you smoke weed and then add coffee, apparently. Um, this band is cool to me. It's called uh, Devaloop. And then Philanthrop's the other contributor. I got into this stuff like, uh, I want to say last fall. 
And uh, I don't know. At first, it was just something peaceful to calm me down. I have a little bit of PTSD. Um, I grew up with homophobia, and then it, it turned violent after a bad trip to Hawaii. And uh, I've been howling at the moon ever since. So it's nice to listen to something that just resets my mind and pushes the button and, and recenters me. So that's why I like the music. Um, also, it makes jazzy background without having that annoying smooth jazz radio feel. I don't know. Anyway, um, I'm joined here today by uh, a visitor from D.C., uh, Mark Palchik. He's a graduate of the D.C. Improv, uh, a stand-up comic. He's appeared at the Washington, D.C. Improv, as well as uh, Villains and Saints, Stand-Up Comedy to Go, The Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina, and he'll be appearing again at the D.C. Improv in June. Let's see. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing well. Very well, David. Thank you. Okay. So you said you were out here to visit your son who's turning 30? That is correct. Turned 30 this week. Okay. Good deal. And uh, you guys are pretty close? Uh, well, we're separated by a continent, but other than that, doing okay. All right. Uh, here, I can try to... Just, I'm going to get rid of these earphones. They're just not going to work in the way. So... Um, so let's see. Improv is your primary form of comedy? Stand up. Stand, stand up. up. Okay. But you also do improv. I only do stand up. Okay. So you work at the improv chain then? I, I took the class, uh, stand up class at the improv uh, chain. Okay. And uh, I've been doing open mics and when I'm lucky, uh, showcases uh, ever since. Okay. Uh, good deal. Yeah. I, uh, we have an improv in San Jose. It's very difficult to get on and it's said to be the worst run of the entire chain. <laughs> there have been a lot of scandals with drugs and violence and stuff. So I don't feel too bad about not getting onto those shows. Well, the DC Improv is is a, a very difficult show to get on. Uh, the show I'm going to be on in June is a graduate show for alumni of, of their school, uh, but it's a great chain. They get phenomenal comics. Uh, they run it very, very well. And I'm not just saying that because I hope they'll put me on some more. Yeah, that's a perk, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, let's see, how'd you hear about us? So I... Um, was, as you mentioned, was coming out to visit my son, and I was very interested in doing some open mic or some comedy here in San Francisco, and I saw that you had this show on Sunday, and uh, we reached out, and you said, come on down. Yeah, 